my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, Tanner fans! Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I'm bringing you the first episode in a new series for February, the Dating Disasters series. Yes, we are kicking things off with season two of Full House, episode eight, Triple Date which aired December 9th, 1988. <laughs> All right, here's... <laughs> this one's a long one. Um, okay. Danny is overjoyed when he meets a woman in the produce aisle. See, this is very a descriptive summary from IMDb. Danny is overjoyed when he meets a woman in the produce aisle at the store. Her name is Denise, and she will be coming to his house for a dinner date. In addition, she will bring two of her friends, Zoe and Cheryl, for Joey and Jesse. So it will be a triple date. Jesse isn't thrilled that he will be on a blind date, which is the thing. I thought, you know, at this point, you know, he's met Becky in episode two of season two. So this is just six episodes later. So I can understand why he probably wouldn't like, I'm already kind of seeing Becky, even though it's not serious. So, <laughs> but he does agree to be part of it. While getting ready, DJ asks Danny if she can babysit Stephanie and Michelle during the dinner date, and Danny agrees. In addition, Danny is pondering if he should take his wedding ring off. Jesse says he should, so Danny reluctantly takes it off and leaves it on his desk. Actually, no, he leaves it in uh on top of his dresser which i mean uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that okay <laughs> when the women arrive joey's paired with zoe and jesse with cheryl problems arise because zoe is not amused with joey's humor or voice impressions he actually straight up insults her which I would not be impressed with someone like that, especially when it comes to my name. Like, you're not going to win points with me if you start, like, riffing on my name and insulting me. We'll get to that, too. We will get to that. Cheryl isn't thrilled with Jesse, and Denise turns out to be Jesse's ex-girlfriend, and she still has feelings for him. I mean, if she named her Poppy after her ex, uh, is Denise really playing with a full deck here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to that, too. <laughs> okay. So, uh, meanwhile, Stephanie and Michelle dress up like Danny wearing his clothes and jewelry. Meaning, wedding ring. DJ stops him in the bathroom while taking Danny's watch and wedding ring off of Stephanie. She accidentally drops Danny's wedding ring in the sink and it goes down the drain. And now she has to figure out how to get her dad's wedding ring back. So the next one is was written by the next summary was written by the Norwegian Norwegian rocker 
Danny is over the moon when he gets a date at the market, and the guys have a triple date with her and her two friends. It becomes awkward when it turns out Danny's date has a history with Jesse. DJ loses Danny's wedding ring down the drain. See, this one's short, simple, to the point. All right, so, of course, I always like to read the DVD case description. Sometimes they're winners, sometimes they're like, well, more thought could have been put into it. So, let's see. For triple date. Here it is. While buying broccoli. Oh, yeah, that's right. Danny is smitten with a fellow shopper who turns out to be Jesse's old flame. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, the worst that I've read when it comes to the DVD case episode descriptions. So, yeah. All right. Of course, if you're a Tanner newbie, if you're just jumping on the Tanner train, as in the train being the podcast, I want to say welcome aboard, and I hope you uh, enjoy all 150-some, 160-some episodes that I've already done. So just a quick heads up, let you know, this Full House slash Fuller House podcast is a little separate from some other Full House, Fuller House podcasts out there on in, on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. One, my podcast is pretty much, other than the How Rude podcast, they actually did cover all of season one and all of season two of Fuller House. I, however, have been covering episodes here and there along with how they work into the themes of the series that I do. That being the other thing, I don't do episodes in order of air date. I don't do them episode by episode, season by season. No, I choose to do themes based on characters. Right now being January, I've been focused, that's pretty much Jesse's month. That's when I do a series of Jesse episodes. Usually a series for me is going to contain three to four episodes usually four sometimes three and then I call the two episode ones I call those double features so yeah I just I wanted to do something fun like I've done holiday episodes I believe uh what the one of Christmas episodes was tis the season I did the summer fun series back when I started the podcast for the summer that kicked off in May all the way to uh, the end of July and August. So, yeah. This is just... uh, One other thing is the fact that this is a clean for ears of all ages podcast. Which you can listen to with your kids around. You can listen to it on speaker. You don't got to worry about someone dropping F-bombs or any of that stuff. There is one other clean full house podcast and it's the What's This podcast. It actually is a one house one host podcast which is really cool also. Um, some of the other ones you, you got to look for the explicit tag. Um, How Rude being one of them. They've actually covered all episodes in chronological order of Full House. They've actually, I believe season 7, they just watched the entire season and they covered that in one episode. But unfortunately, that is not an all ears of all ages podcast. 
There is also Why Full House is the Greatest Show of All Time. That is another Full House podcast. The House Must Be Full. That's another Full House podcast. Of course, as I said, the How Rude podcast. Actually, that is what got me started on wanting to do, you know, my own podcast. I started listening to them in 2016, 2017. Maybe it was 2015. There's also another Full House podcast from 2015 that actually, you can't find it on iTunes anymore. It was done by a husband and wife. Uh, But you can find some episodes of it on YouTube. It's the Everywhere You Look podcast. Um, Yeah, that one and the How Rude one were the ones that I... um, gravitated to unfortunately like i said they're not meant for years of all ages so yeah also if you're looking for where you can find the podcast on social media it does have its own facebook page just type in full house podcast or fuller house podcast the oh my lanta holy chalupas podcast will pop up also on instagram at omhc full house fuller house podcast and twitter omhc full house So every month I do do a new series going into February next week. uh, Like I said, now I'm kicking off the Dating Disasters Valentine's Day series. So March, of course, we're going to be honoring Bob Saget with a look at Danny's journey on the career ladder with season one's Full House Knock Em Out. Also, season one's our very first promo, and season three's our very first telethon. Yeah, Quinn's chewing on a cord over here. And then, of course, for the three-year podcast anniversary, I will be covering the four serious episodes of Full House. That will be Just Say No Way from season three. Season four's just, uh, just, uh, or excuse me, shape up. That episode, season six's silence is not golden, and season eight's under the influence. So look forward to that. And it may do a couple episodes for Mother's Day. Namely, an episode with Stephanie and baby Danielle. I think it's the one. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's the one where she's singing to baby Danielle. I, I, I don't know what. I gotta find it out, though, from Fuller House. And then I think I also want to do the one with, um, what is it? It's the one with... Jackson and DJ where um, she ends up joining in on his online gaming and then they compete in uh, a gaming competition. So yeah, look for that in May along with Bob Saget's birthday episode, Old Brown Eyes. Also, if anyone would like to email the podcast with your favorite Full House or Fuller House memories and characters, you can do so at <laughs> omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so on iTunes. 
by going to typing in Full House or Fuller House Podcast and scrolling down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. And as promised, I did manage to get my Full House Stephanie books out of storage. So I'm thinking I might be covering a, a Stephanie book coming up soon. So, we'll, you know, I'll look into that. I'll, um, I'll share with you all the titles that I have. And I'll, I think, honestly, I'm probably going to do one of the two that I had as a 12, 13-year-old. I think I was like... Maybe it was 7th grade or 8th grade. I had gotten, I think it's The Boil Boy Next Door and um, Twin Troubles or something. The Trouble with Twins. So I think I'll probably read one of those or if not both of them. So to kick things off. And then afterwards I'll let you guys, I'll go through the other titles I've gotten. And you guys can vote on the next book that I cover for the podcast. So... All right, without further ado, let's jump into Triple Date. Of course, before we officially get into the episode, we get an adorable cold open with Stephanie, who is on a tricycle. In season one, we saw her on a two-wheeler bike. Now, all of a sudden, she's on this little tricycle. And Joey's sitting on the couch, and then Michelle's sitting on uh, the front steps, you know, on the landing there by the door. And Stephanie comes around in the, on the tricycle, and it's just, I'm thinking, Steph, you are too old, too big to be on one of those things. So she stopped, yeah, Michelle puts a hand up and says, stop. And then Stephanie says, oh, where are you off to, toots? And it sounds like, Michelle, when you hear the clip, it sounds like she says chicken, because I guess she can't say kitchen. So Stephanie just seems like, oh, kitchen? All right, hop on. And Michelle hops onto the back of the tricycle with her feet on the little riding bar between the two back wheels, and she's holding on to Stephanie. I'm like, that makes me nervous. I mean, granted, Stephanie's just on, you know, the living room floor, but there's also the area rug there. I'm like, what if something happens and she has to break suddenly? I don't know why. And then Michelle topples back. That just makes me nervous. And then, of course, Stephanie says, that'll be 50 cents, please. And that was a cold open. That was very short, but it was cute. Honestly, it was better than the one recently with Michelle, Nikki, and Alex. And Nikki and Alex telling the joke about what has four legs and barks. Uh, This was better than that. And I'm not just saying that because Michelle is like two years old and just learning how to talk. Yeah, she did say chicken. And just watching this again and just seeing how Stephanie, when she's like got her feet on the pedals and she's pedaling, it's like her knees are practically going all the way up 
past her elbows, and it's just, this looks uncomfortable. <laughs> like, she clearly can tell that she is too big for that. So, we come out of the intro, and we are in the kitchen as Joey and Jesse are folding laundry at the table. And Jesse finds a small sock, which looks like it probably belongs to Michelle, and a long black sock. And he's like, okay, where's this little sock? And Michelle holds it up and says, my sock. And then he's like, well, then where's my long black sock? And he calls her poopy long stocking. Like, okay, I don't like that. Poopy long stockings? Like, pippy long stocking? What in the world, Jesse? Come on calling your niece poopy <laughs> says sock bye-bye and he jesse picks her up twirls her around and kisses her they really need to cut her bangs they're too long and they got her hair and the little the bit of hair that michelle has that they're able to fit into side by side oh i get the Pippi Longstocking because of the braids. Danny comes in with some bags of groceries and he is singing to all the girls I've loved before. He is clearly in love. He met the woman of his dreams in the supermarket. Sock goes with this wacky sock. Anna, this sock goes... Well, at least it came out even, Michelle. My sock. Oh, there it is. All right. Where's my sock, poopy long stockings? Sock, bye-bye. Sock, bye-bye. Come here, you. So, yeah, like I said, Danny comes in. He is on cloud nine singing to all the girls I've loved before. Okay, I want to look up. Is that a Barry Manilow song? To, oops, let's see. To all the girls I've loved before. Um, let's see. Who sang that song? It says, um, let's see. Originally recorded by uh, Albert Hammond, but is more famous for a 1984 recording by Julio Iglesias. Oh, that's why Jesse brings up Julio Iglesias. Oh, and Willie Nelson? Wow, I didn't know that. I'm going to look this song up. So I think later on, um, as I'm covering this episode, I am going to actually read some of the lyrics to to all the girls I've loved before. And another song that is kind of similar as far as lyrics go and kind of the same similar meaning is a song by Blaine Larson called Teaching Me How to Love You. And oh, gorgeous song. And it just, when I was looking at the lyrics of To All the Girls I've Loved Before, it just, it, they seem kind of on the same wavelength with the meaning behind the words of the lyrics and everything and I mean it just feels like maybe this is one of the I, I know I covered another episode with Bob just after he passed but it's just it hit me when he came through the door here singing that song just realizing, like, Bob is gone. Bob Saget is gone. And it's just like, yeah, it, it, it breaks my heart. It really, really does. The audience applause on his... He, he's got a good voice. Bob's got a good voice. Danny's got a good voice. So, and I love how Joy says, oh, yeah, you know, if you two had ma got matching outfits, you could go on Dance Fever, which... Is that a show in the 80s? 
So Danny takes Michelle and plops her onto that that horse. You know the kind of the. I mean, I know there's a picture of me with my sister on, uh, you know, that little bouncy horse thing. And Danny just goes on to say how life is just so beautiful. You know, he went to get groceries and he met a woman in the produce section. And how they were both, I guess, looking at the produce. And the lady said, oh, the broccoli looks pretty fresh today. And Danny, I love how he's kind of like bobbing his head to side to side. Like, yeah, it's a great source of fiber. I'm thinking, okay, we don't need to know about the things that help us poop. <laughs> Maybe that flavor joke goes along with poopy long stockings. I don't know. Who's 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 the writer with the poopy jokes? <laughs> I mean, come on now. Two poopy jokes in less than five minutes. And when Danny says he met someone at the market, Jesse says Julio Iglesias. So <laughs> he's like Julio Iglesias. So you know, when I looked that up, that song is like, yeah, it's a duet between. Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson. Gorgeous song. I just played some of it on Spotify. Beautiful song. Yeah, Danny says the woman he met, her name is Denise. They met in the produce section. And the way that I'm sure that her voice wasn't all, uh, I don't think her voice was breathy when she, it's not like she said, the broccoli looks fresh today, doesn't it? She didn't say, and Danny's like, yeah, it's a great source of fiber. Down boy. <laughs> she, I don't think she said it in a breathy tone like that. <laughs> she probably, oh yeah, you know, the broccoli looks fresh today, right? What do you think? You know, not like, I mean, come on. <laughs> and Danny says, next thing I knew, she was coming over for here for dinner tonight. I'm thinking, did she invite herself or did you ask her? Did she say, oh, you know what? Why don't I come over to your house and cook up some of this broccoli, huh? And Jesse just cannot fathom that this line worked for Danny. Like, wait, wait a minute, let me get this right. You picked up a woman at the market, and Joey says, you know, that wasn't on the shopping list. <laughs> yeah, Danny says that Denise had plans with her two single friends to go out to dinner. And he's like, hey, I got two single friends, right? Two single roommates. Bring your girls over. We'll all three go on a triple date. There you go. Boom. Taken care of. So, Jesse doesn't really like the idea, like, of being ambushed like this. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not doing this blind date thing. I'm not about that. And Danny's like, well, please don't make me beg. Please, please do this for me, Jesse. <laughs> and Jesse's like, please, if you'll stop hugging me, I'll say yes. And Joey's a little insulted. He's like, well, hey, why didn't you beg me, Danny? It's like, Joey, come on. And Joey's like, ah. Because Danny doesn't have to beg you, Joey. You would do it willingly. So Danny says, all right, I'm with Denise, and you guys are going to be with Cheryl and Zoe. And Jesse already lays claim to Cheryl. Like, all right, I got Cheryl, Joey, you are with Zoe. And they haven't even met these girls yet, and they're already deciding who's going to go with who. It's like, well, what, the girls don't get a cha uh, choice in that matter? Because Joey's already come up, like, why do I get Zoe? <laughs> It's like, you don't know anything about this girl, and you're already judging her based on her name. Come on, Joey. I thought you were better than this. Apparently not. Because <laughs> Jesse's like, look, think of it this way. Joey, Zoe, boom, you already make a perfect couple. 
Because <laughs> I think we know in the next couple episodes that we do see Cheryl at least in two more episodes. She was in the episode Fogged In, which I already covered in early January, uh, earlier this month for Je with Jesse and the girls, you know, Jesse and DJ episode. And then she is also in the Little Shop of Sweaters Valentine's Day episode of season two, which we don't see her again after that. I think she's only in two ep other episodes, so a total of three if you include this one. So, Jesse already is putting the plan in motion, like, let's make these ladies something nice. Let's make these girls something nice for dinner, all right? Jesse opens the double-sided fridge, pulls out an icicle-covered long black sock. It's like, how did my sock get in the refrigerator? Well, basically, in the freezer. And Michelle doesn't know. Like, I don't know. And then Joey's throwing it on Michelle, like, hey. It, it, it was her. She sent me up. Look at her shifty eyes. Like, Joey, stop, like, throwing blame on a toddler. You know you put that sock in there. All the girls I've loved before <laughs> who traveled in and out my door. <laughs> I'm glad they came along. I dedicate this song to all the girls I've loved before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you guys get some matching outfits, you could go on dance fever. <laughs> Life is so beautiful. I met someone today at the market. Julio Iglesias? <laughs> Her name is Denise. We met in the produce section. She turned to me and said, the broccoli looks fresh today. And I looked deep into her eyes and I said, it's a great source of fiber. Next thing I knew, she was coming over here for dinner tonight. Hold it, hold it a second. You picked up a woman at the market that wasn't on the shopping list. <laughs> well, there's just one little snag. Denise had dinner plans tonight with her two single friends. So I told her, hey, I've got two single roommates. Maybe hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Do not go on blind dates, capiche? Look, I'm not gonna beg you. Yes, I am. Please do this for me. <laughs> okay, I'll do it if you stop hugging. Thank you. You guys are the best. Hey, Danny, why didn't you beg me? Joey. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Great. Okay, I'm with Denise, and you guys are with Cheryl and Zoe. Zoe? She's your date. Hey, why do I get Zoe? Because Joey and Zoe, you already make a cute couple. All right, let's make this girl something nice, huh? Michelle, do you happen to know how my sock got in the freezer, young lady? Joey. Jess, she's trying to frame me. Look at her shifty eyes. Oh. Yeah, you when uh, Jesse goes over to question Michelle, like, Michelle, how did my sock get in the freezer? She points directly at Joey, and Joey's basically, like, hey, she's setting me up. Look at those shifty eyes. And I love little toddler Michelle just puffs out her cheeks, and she leans forward and gives Uncle Jesse a kiss. And I just love 
the smile on John Stamos because he is just like, oh. So while the guys are going to be busy on their date, they're going to send, Danny's going to send the girls next door to stay with the Gibblers. And we learn a little insight about the Gibblers' home life because Stephanie is like, please don't send me over there. <laughs> yeah, apparently, according to Stephanie, all they do at the Gibblers is watch the Home Shopping Network. Oh my gosh. So, one or both of Kimmy's parents have a problem with the Home Shopping Network constantly buying stuff all the time. And it's just like, oh, oh I feel bad for Kimmy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And DJ volunteers herself to babysit. It's like, hey, Dad, this would be a great chance for me to prove that I can babysit. It's like... DJ, you're not just going to be in charge of a seven-year-old. You're going to be in charge of a two-year-old as well. Like, And he even says, you know, I mean, DJ, this is a big responsibility. But, I mean, since me and Jesse and Joey are going to be directly downstairs, I mean, we can give it a try. And I'm kind of thinking about the time, and I haven't covered it yet for the podcast. Well, for this podcast anyway. I haven't covered the Cousin Steve episode, just one of the guys. But in that episode, Danny was going to leave 10-year-old DJ, or 11-year-old DJ, however old she was towards the end of season one, alone with a one, uh, almost two-year-old and a six-year-old. And he and Cousin Steve and Jesse and Joey were going to go somewhere and play basketball. Yet here, he's like, I don't know. It's a big responsibility. Like, you were just, you were going to leave her. No, they did. They did actually leave her to deal with a six-year-old and an 18-month-old baby. <laughs> Continuity. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't agree with it. But I figure, yeah, at least they're going to be home. So it's like, you may as well just have her keep an eyeball, you know, uh, you know, watch them and whatnot. And, you know, prove her responsibility. So, yeah, Danny's like, yeah, I suppose we can give it a try. Now, Stephanie, you mind your big sister. And Stephanie crawls off her bed and says, Dad, you can't put DJ in charge of me. And he asks, why not? Yeah, and Stephanie says, well, because when you're around, she's a sweet little angel, but as soon as you leave, she's like the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, she says, the minute you leave, it's, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little bear, too. No, that's what uh, DJ says when Danny leaves. DJ, like, pulls Stephanie away, sits her on her bed, and pats her head, saying, oh, isn't she precious? Yeah, and DJ says, Dad, look. Don't worry, alright? I'm ready for responsibility, I'm ready to be in charge, and I'm ready for $3 an hour. Yeah, and Danny's like, you want me to pay you $3 an hour to stay at home and spend an evening with your little sisters? Especially since I'm just going to be downstairs. And spend an evening with your little sisters? And DJ says, yeah, good point, $3.50. Oh, uh, Danny agrees to pay her, but he's going to pay her $2.50. So he went down 50 cents off of what she originally wanted. And she says, deal. Well, and not to mention, how long is she actually going to have to watch them for a couple hours tops? I mean, how long do dates normally last? They're going to be in the house. They're not leaving. And as Danny goes to leave, he asks, why do I feel like I'm raising a used car salesman? 
And when Danny leaves, of course she pulls the Wicked Witch of the West act on Stephanie. She's like, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little bear, too. She, she, DJ actually does a very good impression of the Wicked Witch. To be able to get that, uh, that Wicked Witch voice. Just, yeah. And I thought while Uncle Jesse, Joey, and I are having our little dinner party, you three girls could stay next door with the Giblets. I hate going there. All they do is watch the Home Shopping Network. <laughs> Dad, why don't you let me babysit? It's the perfect job for me. DJ, babysitting is a big responsibility. But since I will be right downstairs, I suppose we can give it a try. Steph, you mind your big sister? You can't put DJ in charge of me. Why not? Because when you're around, she's a sweet little angel. The minute you leave it, my pretty. <laughs> Isn't she precious? <laughs> Dad, don't worry. I'm ready for the responsibility. I'm ready to be in charge. And I'm ready for $3 an hour. You want me to pay you $3 an hour to stay at home and spend an evening with your little sisters? Good point. $3.50. $2.50. Deal. Deal. Why do I feel like I'm raising a used car salesman? I'll get you, my pretty. And your little bear, too. <laughs> so, yeah, they're getting Danny all ready to go for his date. It's a big deal. Well, if you think about it, the last person he dated would have been, um... Um, 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 um Linda from the, um... Danny's very first date, I believe, when he dated the, the, excuse me, hive mother of Stephanie's honeybee troop. I mean, we don't know if, you know, I mean, we never saw her again, so I guess it only lasted for one date. And, you know, he thanks him, like, thank you guys for going on these, uh, dates with me. This really is really nice. Yeah, he's like, thanks for going on these blind dates for me. And I like how we got Joey taking care of the wardrobe, straightening Danny's tie. We got Jesse in the back using some spray on Danny's hair, just making him look really, really good. I'm not a fan of the suit jacket, though. It's it's uh, like uh, crisscross, striped, whatever. I, I don't, I'm not feeling it. And Joey says, hey, Danny, we're there for you. Like, everything's going to work out great. Don't worry about it. And Jesse says, the important thing is that you have a good time. And Danny just can't believe, like, what he did work. It's like, I can't believe I actually met a woman. I mean, I was charming. I asked her out, and she said yes. <laughs> and Danny says, I was like a real guy, wasn't I? And uh, Jesse says, yeah, Danny, I mean, as opposed to an inflatable guy. So, yeah, you're a real guy. Jesse squirts a little banaka in Danny's mouth and then gets the handheld mirror and says, hey, you're a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Check it out. Don't you look great? You look great. And 
Danny gets a, a look at his reflection. He's like, yo, yeah. He's just kind of like touching up his hair. Like, no wonder she digs me. I'm happening. Like, yeah. You're a handsome guy when you want to be. Yeah. And this is the thing I, I kind of wonder. The fact that he's even questioning taking off his wedding ring now when he already had that date with Linda in season one. Did he... I'm trying to remember if he questioned then and I, it's been a while since I've covered that episode but I kind of wonder gosh I almost want to go back and look but they took Full House off of uh, Hulu so I'd have to you know rely on uh, my DVDs to check and I mean I've seen the episodes a handful of times but I really I just I wonder if maybe he had questioned whether or not he should take his wedding ring off and he even asks, Danny even asks, you know, Jesse and Joey, like, um, I've been thinking of taking my wedding ring off. What, what do you guys think? And Jesse says, you know, it's your decision. And even Joey's like, yeah, I agree with Jesse. You know, like, that's up to you. If you feel that you're ready and you're moving on and you're saying you want to see people again after losing your wife, then I say go for it. I mean, there is no set time after you lose your spouse that, hey, it's been over a year. You really should take your wedding ring off. You should get out there and date. That's not up to other people to decide that for you. That is up to you when you, when you feel comfortable and saying, a part of me is always going to grieve. I feel like my spouse would want me to be happy and to put myself out there and meet other people. Just because you're meeting and going out on dates doesn't necessarily mean you need to get married again. You can just enjoy the company of other people and not feel the pressure like, oh, I've been dating this person for a while. Should I get married or should I? It's like, that's up to you. And just, uh, well, I don't know why I went down that road, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of thinking that, uh, up to the individual do not under any circumstances let someone pressure you into taking your wedding ring off until you are fully ready just because you take your wedding ring off and you start dating again doesn't mean you stop grieving for the loss of your sp your your spouse either and danny says you know pam gave this ring to me 13 years ago okay you do learn that they had been married for 13 years and he turns to look at Jesse and Joey and says, you know, it's like a part of me. It's like, yeah, I mean, you wear your wedding ring for for a long period of time. It's like, it's almost like part of your identity in a way. Sometimes you probably feel like you don't know who you are without. I, I don't know. I don't know. Why am I harping on this? So Jesse, since Pam was his big sister, gives some heartfelt advice to Danny because Danny is clearly struggling with this. And Jesse says, you know, I know my sister and I know that she would want you to get on with your life. Yeah, and even Joey gives good advice. He says, just because you start something new in your life doesn't make your memories any less special. And he says, thanks guys. What would I do without you? And Jesse says, well, I mean, you'd be stuck with three dates tonight. I'm sure that Jesse wishes he were in that position. He's like, oh, but that wouldn't be so bad. I'm like, okay, Jess. Annie's bedroom is humongous, enough to the point where it's got an armchair and an end table just in the middle of the room. 
It's also got a bathroom, which I can't tell if there's a shower in there or not because we only see the mirror in the sink. Okay, so yeah, he does put this in. I don't know what this is. Like maybe he has cufflinks. It's not a jewelry box. I mean, it's just something that you know he puts his wedding ring into. And actually, it's not a dresser. It looks like um, like a there's a glass cabinet above this little um desk table thing. I mean, it's not like you can pull up a chair to it. And well, maybe you could on the little table part, but um. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was a dresser. I mean, Stephanie could easily go over there and start going through the stuff if she wanted to. Guys, thanks for going on these blind dates tonight. Danny, everything is going to work out great. That's right, we're there for you. And the important thing is that you have a good time tonight, okay? Thanks. I can't believe I really met a woman. <laughs> I was charming. I asked her out, and she said yes. I was like a real guy, wasn't I? Well, as opposed to an inflatable guy, I'd say yes. All right, open wide. Very good. It is a masterpiece. Check it out. Oh, yeah. No wonder she digs me. I'm happening. You know, I've been thinking. Maybe it's time to take my wedding ring off. What do you think? Well, it's your decision. Yeah, Jesse's right. Pam gave this ring to me 13 years ago. It's like a part of me. I know my sister, and I know she'd want you to get on with your life. Yeah, just because you start something new in your life doesn't make your memories any less special. Thanks, guys. What would I do without you? Well, you'd be stuck with three dates tonight. <laughs> Which wouldn't be so bad. So, DJ is hanging out on her bed, not doing any type of babysitting, when she should be, wa like, watching Stephanie. Oh, well, she's watching Stephanie as Stephanie waits on her hand and foot. She's getting paid two fifty an hour to lounge on her bed and watch her little red television. Where's Michelle? Aren't you supposed to... Danny did say watch your sisters, as in plural, because you have two of them. Where's Michelle? Where did Michelle go, DJ? When was the last time you saw her? Or more like Michelle's probably in her room sleeping, or at least that's what we are expected to believe. Let's see. Stephanie comes in with a tray of a large, I mean, big large bowl of popcorn soda tv t oh that's right tv guide yes of course you're not going to know what's on tv if you don't have the tv guide in 1988 uh <laughs> extra napkins and of course some salt so that way you can add as much or as little to your popcorn as you'd like and yeah now dj's like oh can you get my slippers for me and stephanie who's rocking the side pony there says oh now the queen wants her slippers we have to make her majesty happy Ugh. Well, stephanie goes to hand dj the slippers because she's talking on the phone to kimmy she can't be bothered she's like oh well aren't you gonna put them on me and 
Stubby says, I'm not touching your cootie feet. Oh my gosh. You know, this just kind of reminds me of when my older sister would babysit me all the time and she would make me do things. <laughs> I'm not saying I got her slippers for her. I don't even know what you'd make me do. Um, probably some things I don't want to mention on the podcast. <laughs> I don't think she listens, but, uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd rather do what Stephanie is doing. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like, DJ, you are so lazy. You want your sister to put your slippers on your feet because you're too busy with the phone to be able to be bothered. I'm like, you got socks on your feet, you're good. You don't necessarily need the slippers. I mean, she's not under her bed covers or anything like that. She's still in her regular everyday attire. She's not in her PJs or anything like that. But you don't need the slippers. You got socks on your feet. Yeah, DJ's got like four pairs of shoes laid out at the foot of her bed, on the floor, at the foot of her bed. And it's like, oh my gosh. Give me this babysitting job. It's such a piece of cake. I get paid two fifty an hour for watching TV and having Stephanie wait on me hand and foot. Okay, here's your popcorn, your soda, TV guys, extra napkins, and salt. Thank you. Now we get my slippers for me, please. Now the queen wants no, her slippers. We have to keep her majesty happy. <laughs> slippers. Aren't you going to put them on me? Heck no. I'm not touching your cootie feet. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesse, Joey, and Danny all zip down the stairs, and they're still making sure Danny's tie, his hair, everything looks good. While the doorbell is ringing, so like, you should have been down there sooner. My goodness. They make it sound like it's a, a journey. Like the Lord of the Rings journey just to get from the stairs to the living room and that's wow so cheryl and the cheryl and zoe come in and danny says hi like hi zoe looks like she does not want to be there in fact actually zoe looks like a young laura dern i mean if i didn't know that this zoe was played by a different actress i think it was laura dern because she looks just like her. And if you don't know Laura Dern, Jurassic Park 1993. Um, what else was she in? Um, she played the mom in the Fault in Our Stars movie in 2014. She was a handful of things. Uh, Big Little Lies. She was in that, that uh, miniseries uh, that had Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman and, uh, uh, uh <laughs> I watched that gosh has it been almost two years since I watched the first two seasons that was a good that was a good miniseries I've never read the book Big Little Lies but wow was that phenomenal acting by those women Phenom Little Fires Everywhere is oh um 
that. It's got Reese Witherspoon in it. Reese Witherspoon, my God, she's a <clears throat> she's an amazing actress. Little Fires Everywhere. It's on Hulu. Also based on a book that I haven't read, but I was going through a Reese Witherspoon kick a couple of years ago, and just those things happened to be like, oh my gosh, so good, so good. Laura Dern's amazing too. Oh my gosh, um, she was in the movie I want to cover for. The Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. It's called Mask. It came out in the 80s. It has Cher as Eric Stoltz. It's about it's about um, real life Rocky Dennis. He had um, facial uh, disfigurement. I, there's a term for the disease that he had. I don't know what it's called though, but that is an amazing movie. It is so, so good and heartwarming and sad and all of those things. But Zoe just looks like she's kind of inconvenienced. But Cheryl, Cheryl is just a bubble of energy, just smiles from for days. She is, yeah. Zoe just looks miserable. She probably looks at you like, oh gosh, that's not my date, is it? Any, of course, always the negative Nancy here, or negative Ned. It's like, where's Denise? She backed out, didn't she? I knew it. You know what, you guys, you go, you have a good time. I'm just gonna go up to my bedroom and cry. And they're like, Danny, she's parking the car. And he yells out the door, park on the sidewalk! Like, he wants to get her in there so bad. He sounds so dejected. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll go catch a movie or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just, yeah. Cheryl says, Denise is just trying to find a parking space. Like, calm down. He wants to get her in there so bad. Like, park on the sidewalk. Like, no, she's not parking on the sidewalk. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Even when we lived in the house and we had our short driveway, which was kind of like the driveway was in between like the sidewalk. And the thing is, you could not be parked on that part of the driveway, which honestly didn't give you much unless you opened the garage door and like moved in. But, oh my gosh. I mean, you could probably, but you wouldn't be able to be because you'd be blocking the sidewalk. And if people are walking around, you know, on the sidewalk, you don't want to be blocking their path or something. So the girls and the guys introduce themselves. Cheryl says, I'm Cheryl. Jesse says, I'm Jesse. Zoe says, I'm Zoe. And Joey says, I'm a happy camper. Because <laughs> Zoe is, both, all ladies are knockout dreamboats. They are knockout dreamboats. Oh, yeah. Well, think about, the word dreamboat, is that usually more referred to for a guy? I just covered Back of the Future. And she was saying, like, oh, my gosh, she's such a dreamboat. I don't think that was ever really a reference for a woman being a dreamboat. Wait. Didn't John Arbuckle say that in the Thanksgiving, Garfield Thanksgiving? He says, I have a, dra a date with a dreamboat. I don't know. And strike Joey down right now, please. He says, Zoe, what an unusual name. Strike one. Are you one of Frank Zappa's kids? She's probably, like, thinking, like, I know that this guy is going to be a real jerk. And wouldn't you know it right off the bat, he insults her name. 
Emerald and Jesse laugh at it too, but Zoe's got her arms crossed and she says, I'm named after my grandmother. It was her dying wish that her name live on. Joey, just a look on his face. Oh, shoot. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, she, oh, Zoe's angry. She is an angry lady. But then again, if you're going on a blind date, if, like, you're doing a favor for your friend, like, sure, sure, you would need someone to be your wink person, I'll your, be this blind date's date or something, sure. You don't know what you're walking into. But, I mean, she looked to, probably took one look at Joe and he's just like, Yeah, she probably took one look at Joey and immediately realized, like, I hate this man. I don't like him. He's just... He's not that he's trying too hard. He flat out insulted her. Talk about awkward. <laughs> uh, Jesse makes himself scarce, like, oh, well, this is going along swimmingly. Why don't I jet into the kitchen and check on my cheese delights? As he walks past, Joey says, Joseph, you're on a roll. Hi, come on Hi. in. I'm Danny. You must Hi. be Cheryl and Zoe. Oh. Hi. Hi. Where's Denise? She backed out, didn't she? I knew it. Well, you guys have fun. I'll just catch a movie or something. Denise is just trying to find a parking space. Oh, great. Park on the sidewalk! I'm Jesse. I'm Cheryl. I'm Zoe. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> uh, Zoe, what an unusual name. Are you one of Frank Zappa's kids? <laughs> I was named after my grandmother. It was her dying wish that her name live on. Way to go, Joey. Well, this is going along swimmingly. Why don't I jet into the kitchen and uh, check on my cheese delight, shall I? Excuse me. Joseph, you're on a roll. Even Cheryl now, when Jesse, like, excuses himself, she looks equally annoyed. It's like... It's, I don't know why they just... These girls just don't seem like... Like, how do they know Denise? Even Zoe and Cheryl just don't look like they're tight enough. My guess is maybe they're all old college friends, maybe, who just have just recently reconnected over the years. And maybe they're not really hugely close friends. Like, hey, we're just in town and we thought we'd catch up with you. Kind of friends. So, Danny, of course... <laughs> went out there to help Denise, you know, find her way to the house because she probably had to park like many, many blocks down the road because she's gone. He's gone for a hot minute. So he misses this whole rude exchange with Joey and Denise brings a bouquet of broccoli. <laughs> Some, I think it's like that baby's breath stuff. Is that what that is? A little itty bitty baby, like, not really flowers, but kind of flowers. And I love how Danny says, Oh, a broccoli bouquet. You remembered our vegetable. So Danny introduces Denise to Joey. 
And then here comes Jesse, and when Danny goes to introduce Denise, no, she already knows Jesse, and there's a reason why. I think we all know. They used to be uh, romantically involved. Yeah, Danny says, "Oh, and that's my brother-in-law," and right away Denise says, "Jesse." She goes right over to him and embraces him, like. He's like, and Jesse's like, Denise, the fact that he remembers her name. <laughs> uh, and she's, I never thought I'd see you again. Well, that's probably because he stopped calling you. And she does seem like she's a bit of the obsessive ex type. Like he probably had to change his phone number and, and all that stuff. Danny is like dust in the wind. She's forgotten him. And of course, this is a stupid question that Danny asks. Have you two met? I'm like, well, you might say that. She's pretty familiar with him. Practically plowed down Cheryl and Zoe and Joey to get to Jesse. Yeah, and Denise says, well, we were sort of involved a while back. On Danny's face, his eyes practically bug out of his head. He's like, you're that Denise? Like, what did Jesse tell him about this Denise? That's frightening. And that, I would be like, well, this clearly isn't going to work because you have history with my brother-in-law. That would just be extremely awkward. Even Cheryl and Zoe are like, this is that Jesse? The Jesse? And Zoe says, the one you named your puppy after? Jesse has got such a smirk on his face. Like, hey, you're that good of a boyfriend that, uh, well, if he even was a boyfriend, who knows, that, uh, a girl named another living being after you. Jesse makes it clear, like, well, that's all ancient history now. And he, like, pushes Denise towards Danny. Like, the important thing is my brother-in-law and my dear old friend have found each other. Oh, have stumbled upon each other and, they, frankly, don't they make a cute couple? Well, we know that Pam was blonde, so Danny seems like he's got a thing for blondes. Well, although, if you think about it, though, Vicky was a redhead. But then, in season eight, we had Gia's mom, who again was a blonde. But then, um, we could go through the women that Danny has dated for, like, an episode. Linda had black hair, uh... Ba, 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 ba. What's her name? From Lust in the Dust. Had brown hair. We could go on and on and on forever. Oh, Kirsten? The one from the, uh, the Graduates episode? She was a blonde, so Danny clearly has a type. Timer dings in the kitchen, and Jesse again makes himself scarce. He says, saved by the cheese delights. Excuse me. I love how Joey throws it back in Jesse's face. You're on a roll, Jess, and Jesse says, shut up. Hi. Hi. Oh, I brought you these. Oh, a broccoli bouquet. <laughs> you remembered our vegetable. Come on in. I'd like you to meet my best friend, Joey. Hi. Hi. Oh, and that's my brother-in-law. Jesse. Denise. I never thought I'd see you again. Have you two met? <laughs> well, we were sort of involved a while back. 
You're that, Denise? This is the Jesse, the one you named your puppy after? Well, that's all ancient history now. The important thing is that my wonderful brother-in-law and a dear old friend have stumbled upon each other, and quite frankly, folks, don't they make a cute couple? Or... Well, saved by the cheese delights. Excuse me. You're on a roll, Jess. Shut up. Okay, so uh, Stephanie is... And I thought I saw that on a coat rack by the one side of Danny's bed by that door that leads to nowhere outside. Um, yeah, there was a hat and there was a, uh, there was a suit jacket, which Stephanie is wearing, and a tie, and Michelle is wearing a red hat sideways, and <laughs> one of Danny's, this looks like the blue sweater he, he wore in the pilot episode, but the way that this thing is literally <laughs> Michelle literally from below the net, like the shoulders, like you can't even see her feet. And <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> is holding on to a sleeve. Michelle's hand stops where the elbow would be in the shirt sleeve. <laughs> it's just so comfortable. It's almost like she's going away. Oh my gosh. And, and let me tell you, that bathroom is very, very roomy. That bathroom looks almost as big as Michelle's bedroom. It's All these rooms are big. Maybe think like on the Golden Girls, like all the ladies' rooms were were humongous. That you could actually have pieces of furniture, like an armchair or um, a small little love seat. And I'm just that's so unrealistic. And Stephanie asks Michelle, "Who do we look like, Michelle?" And Michelle says, "Daddy." And Stephanie says, "Now we're gonna smell like Daddy." What like aftershave, cologne? Would that be in the bathroom? So Stephanie opens the mirror cabinet above the sink and DJ catches them. Like she calls them nerd bombers. She says, Freeze, nerd bombers. What are you doing dressed in dad's stuff? Again, Michelle gets blamed. Stephanie says, Well, I tried to stop her. Shame on you, Michelle. What? She's a baby. You dressed her up like that. Not to mention, Michelle should probably be in bed. It's probably got to be past her bedtime. Or getting close to. She needs to be winding down for the night. And you got her all dressed up and hopped up on energy. Hey DJ, you don't deserve $2.50 an hour for laying on your bed and watching television. You should have prevented this from happening. DJ says, I can't take my eyes off you children for a minute well you weren't really watching them at all Just laying on your bed is not babysitting i'm sorry but it's not unless the children are in the room with you and even then you should have been interacting with them putting michelle to bed which should have been one of your responsibilities and just hanging out with steph play barbies read books or something watch a tv show together but you don't need to be having Stephanie wait on you like a servant. 
that's just, mm, I don't care that she's an older sister. It's like, no, you're not getting paid. In fact, you're going to have to have a heck of a lecture later from Danny. Because that is just, no. He's, okay, DJ is like, no, okay, now take all that stuff off now. It's like, what is your problem? Why won't you lead them back to Danny's room so they can take the stuff off? And Stephanie even has Danny's wedding ring, which that should have been a, you girls do not touch this ring. You do not touch this ring at all. Stephanie says, okay, don't have a hissy fit. She looks adorable. <laughs> she, oh my god. I am so getting Tom Hanks in the movie Big Vibes when uh, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie Big and you don't want to hear the ending, then fast forward a few, like, 30 seconds ahead. At the end of the movie, Tom Hanks' character turns back into a 12-year-old boy when he was his 30-year-old self, he was wearing the suit, and then all of a sudden, he's walking down the street to his house, and you just see this suit is just, like, swallowing this 13-year-old boy whole. And that's exactly what Stephanie is just giving me Josh Baskin big vibes at the end of the movie. <laughs> Oh, she also took Danny's watch and, yeah, like I said, his wedding ring, which would not fit Stephanie's finger. How is she holding that on her finger the whole time? Even her thumb would not be big enough to keep that on her finger. DJ, you have not been in charge in a while. You know what consists of being in charge? She says, I'm in charge and I say you're both in really big trouble. Why is she standing right by the sink holding Danny's ring? She doesn't even need to be over there. It's not like Stephanie got Danny's ring stuck on her finger. That would have been awkward. Like, here, Stephanie, let's take you over here so we can get the ring off your finger. And DJ starts freaking out. Dad's wedding ring went down the drain. It's not like it couldn't be gotten. You'd probably just have to turn off the water and take the drain apart. Oh, boy. And Michelle, perfect words. Uh-oh. And the look of... Just, Stephanie looks scared. Like, oh boy, she's gonna get it now. Like, other than you three girls, that wedding ring is the last link that Danny has to Pam. <laughs> Come on, Michelle, follow me. <laughs> Who do we look like, Michelle? Daddy. <laughs> now we're gonna smell like Daddy. Freezer bombers. What are you doing dressed in dad's stuff? I tried to stop her. Shame on you, Michelle. <laughs> Can't take my eye off you children for a minute. Oh, okay, now take all that stuff off now. Okay, don't have a hissy fit. <laughs> That's dad's watch. And his wedding ring. I'm in charge and I say you're both in really big trouble. Dad's wedding ring went down the drain. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh so, Stephanie goes to put Michelle to bed. So, okay, that's been taken care of. We see that DJ's chomping on a piece of gum. There's a reason for it. So, DJ suggests what she's going to do is take Danny's tie, 
put the gum on the end of the tie, shove it down the drain, and when the ring attaches itself to the tie, she'll pull it up. Simple, simple. And Stephanie's all like, you know, you're going to ruin Dad's tie? And DJ tells Stephanie, the ring is more important than the tie. You are so dumb. Like, who dropped the ring down the sink? It wasn't Stephanie. I love what Stephanie says. I'm dumb. Who knocked the ring down the drain, Miss Rocket Scientist? I love how Stephanie, even though she doesn't have Danny's suit jacket on, she's still wearing the hat, which looks identical to what Mr. Bear wears. Now the tie is stuck in the drain. Deej, what in the world? <laughs> I love how Stephanie just stretches her arms like, oh, well, I'd say the day's about shot. <laughs> Stephanie's pretty much going to take a powder. She's like, oh, well, I'm I'm going to bed. <laughs> Good luck. And DJ says, no, no, no. Look, I got to take the sink apart and you have to help me get dad's toolbox. And Stephanie bargains with DJ. She's like, well, if I help you, will you let me stay up and do stay up late and do whatever I want? And DJ just is like, well, what? sure, I guess, why not? I mean, I'll never be in charge again. And that is exactly what Stephanie wants. I love this smirk smile that St Stephanie is like the Cheshire cat right now, grinning ear to ear. Okay, show's in bed. Did you get Daddy's wedding ring out of the drain yet? No, but I got a plan. If I stick this gum to the end of the tie, I'll just stuff the tie down the drain, and then when the ring sticks to the gum, I'll pull it up and voila. You're gonna ruin Dad's tie. The ring is more important than the tie. You're so dumb. I'm dumb. Who knocked the ring down the drain, Miss Rocket Scientist? <laughs> okay, wait, I think I got it. Oh no, it's stuck. I have to take the sink apart and you have to help me get dad's toolbox. If I help you, will you let me stay up late and do whatever I want? Sure, why not? I'll never be in charge again. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get down to dinner with the guys and the ladies here. Denise, she so clearly is definitely not over Jesse. And Danny, no, excuse me, Jesse puts an empty seat next to Denise and has Danny sit there. And Denise's look of disappointment, because she was expecting Jesse to sit near her, it's like, girl, you're on a date with someone else. She's just. <sighs> I would be like, you know what, you clearly hung up on my brother-in-law. This is not going to work. If she could even get Jessie out of her head for more than half a second and put her focus onto her current date, which is Danny, yeah. But that is not going to happen. And Jessie is just trying to put these two together like, well, doesn't this look like a Hallmark card? And Joey compliments Jessie's meals like, 
Jess, you are the king of blackened swordfish. You are just, I mean, we all know Jesse's a great cook. Joey, not so much. Oh, uh, Denise. She says, I remember the first time we ate blackened swordfish. Like, no one wants to hear about you and Jesse and your previous history. But she is just so hung up on him. Yeah, they had a weekend in New Orleans together. And poor Danny is just like, I have no chance with this lady. And Jet, Danny is like, oh, you're that Denise too? They've taken place all before short-haired Jesse. This is all long-haired Jesse's adventures. Denise turns and looks at Danny like, oh, did you say something? Kind of look. And Jesse's like begging Joey, like, Joseph, help me out here, will you please? And Joey confirms like, yeah, she's that Denise, that Denise too. Zoe honestly looks like she would rather be anywhere else right now. She is just miserable. And Joey decides to do impressions. Like, hey, anyone here like impressions? And Cheryl's like, oh, I love impressions. And Jesse says, oh, yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He's amazing. And Joey starts off by saying, okay, this is a little weird one, but this is Jimi Hendrix on guitar. He's just doing, uh, like, guitar riffing sound effects. Oh, here we go, Zoe. Yes, I'm sure you're great and f amazing at parties. She says, Jimi Hendrix was a, was a great amazing artist who lived a tortured and tragic life. Joey can, he cannot win in Zoe's eyes. He just, he cannot win. Doesn't that look like a Hallmark card, huh? <laughs> Jess, this looks great. You are the king of blackened swordfish. Thank you, Joseph. I remember the first time we ate blackened swordfish that weekend in New Orleans. You're that, Denise, too? <laughs> Joseph, help me out here, will you? Yeah, she's that, Denise, too. <laughs> oh, I got you. Uh, does anybody here like impressions? Oh, I love impressions. Oh, he's great. Thanks, Jess. Uh, this is kind of a weird one. This is Jimi Hendrix on guitar. Here we go. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was a great artist who lived a tortured and tragic life. interesting the fact that Stephanie comes down and announces herself by her full name. Hi, I'm Stephanie Judith Tanner. And the thing is, it's kind of funny because none of the ladies have met the girls yet, which I don't think it was ever the guy's intention to introduce the children because these are just, you know, well, Jesse and Joey's are blind dates, but Danny and Denise's isn't. I mean, Denise can't even fake being interested in Danny right now. She is completely ignoring him and just completely absorbed in everything Jesse. Stephanie says, I live upstairs. And then Danny just looks at her clearly like, oh, why are you down here, child? And asks, why aren't you upstairs living? <laughs> Stephanie says, because I came down to teach you a new song I learned in school today. 
Sorry, but if this was my kid, I'd be like, okay, clearly you're up to something. What are you hiding? What happened? She gets them into the If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands song. He's like, come on, everybody. And I guess they're... Joey and Cheryl really get into it. It's like, okay. Back that right after she says that if you're happy and you know it, then your smile will surely show it. Clap your hands. And then Jesse is like, okay. It's like, okay, that's clearly it. And no, there's another verse. If you're happy and you know it, cover your eyes. <laughs> oh, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that's a verse, right? One said no peeking. I think it was Jesse. Oh, here comes DJ. She's getting the toolbox. Okay, so Stephanie was just the distraction. The audience goes wild for this because they're still singing, even though Stephanie is nowhere in the room anymore. It's like she's a doop. One minute she's there, the next she just vanishes. It's like, oh, uh, well, I'm going to play the clip, but they're like, woo! It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like Stephanie performed a magic trick here. upstairs living because i came down to teach you a new song i learned in school today if you're happy and you know it clap your hands come on everybody if you're happy and you know it clap your hands if you're happy and you know it then you smile and surely show it if you're happy and you know it clap your hands okay if you're happy and you know it cover your eyes if you're happy and you know it, then your smile will surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, cover your eyes. Just even looks under the table. Like where'd the where'd you go? If you're happy and you know it, wiggle your ears. Joey, we're done. Yeah, we're done. We're done. So, this is the thing that DJ forgot to do, which if you're going to mess around with, you know, pipes taking stuff apart when it comes to sinks and whatnot, turn the water off. And I don't mean turn off the faucet. I mean you turn your water off. That's connected to your house. Because she's like, all right, look, I'm taking this apart. Stephanie, you're going to get the ring when it falls out. You're going to catch it, okay? And immediately just water blasts out of that pipe. Because there's always water. I mean, if you got your water on, your water is always circulating. And, and the girls start screaming as they start getting hit in the face with water. And there's like, they stand up. And DJ's like, did you catch the ring? And Stephanie says... Do I, did I catch the ring? Does it look like I caught the ring? And then DJ asks Stephanie, do you know how to turn this off? And Stephanie says, another stupid question that I can't answer. Like, do I look like I would know how to turn it off? So DJ's like, give me something to catch the water in. And Stephanie removes the toolbox off of the little bathroom waste basket. And it's just like, oh, that floor is going to be destroyed. And it's like that water. Yeah, because DJ's like, it's filling up fast. What do we do? We got to find something bigger. Because, like, that water, no matter what you use, is not going to stop unless you turn the water off. So uh, Stephanie runs out of the room to find something bigger than that little trash thing. And DJ says, oh, this is worth more than 250 an hour. Still, 
which has still has popcorn in it, is not bigger than that small bathroom, you know, wastebasket trash. It's just not. Heck, you'd be better off taking the stuff out of that, uh, that laundry hamper thing and using that. I mean, it, water would ruin it, but... Stating the obvious, it's full of popcorn. This large bowl. Stephanie starts eating it, and, and DJ says, Stephanie, just throw it out. Just throw it out. Like, Stephanie, just throw it away. So Stephanie takes the bowl and just flips it upwards, so it just, yeah, it's on the floor now. It's all on the floor. Oh, that is such a mess. Oh, okay, because DJ was looking for something to empty that wastebasket in, and it's just, that bowl is just filled with water. I'm surprised that Stephanie's even able to hold on to it. Just fills it up, spills over the top of that popcorn bowl. And Stephanie decides <coughs> to take it to the sink and dump it down the bathroom sink, which is then going to come out of the hole that's already gushing with water. <coughs> My goodness, girls. But if you're a kid and you came into that situation, how would you handle it? Would you try to take care of it yourself or would you get an adult? I'm sure you're probably saying, well, I wouldn't be in a situation like that. Come on, we've all been, we all grew up in the 90s, right? I mean, we all probably were involved in some type of situation. Maybe not that exact situation, but I'm sure we can all say we were involved in a situation we thought we could handle ourselves and instead only made it worse. Well, yeah, because it comes out of the, uh, the other pipe that's, uh, actually connected to the sink. And the other one is that's coming out of the wall is the one that's spilling out water. It's like, Because uh, Stephanie's like, I did it! And DJ says, you did nothing. And DJ says, what are we going to do? And Stephanie says, let's get into our bathing suits. <laughs> that water's got to be so cold. Okay, now this has to be the right pipe. Now when the ring falls out, catch it. Are you ready? <clears throat> I'm ready, DJ. Dump it in the toilet. Dump it in the toilet. That'd fill up fast. No, dump it in the um in the tub. The tub is like literally right there. But then again, that water's just gonna keep coming anyway. So other uh, floor is gonna be destroyed. So downstairs, of course, 
Zoe, who's doing dishes since they finished dinner, mentions Danny's water pressure is a little low. Like, Danny, your water pressure is a little low. And Danny says, oh, that should be my only problem. Oh, I guess they uh, decided to, because Di- I keep wanting to say Diane. Um, Denise is carrying a tray with six cups and um, coffee. So I guess they're all going to have uh, coffee afterwards. And Danny goes over to N- Denise, who's standing there with Jesse, and he's like, oh, hi. And she's like, uh, hi. And she's (laughs) caught between Danny and Jesse. She's like, well, I'll just be in the living room. (sighs) Danny puts an arm around Jesse and says, hey, Jess, is there any woman in this city you haven't dated? Seriously, make me a list. So that way I know who to avoid. Jesse just rolls his eyes and says, Danny, look, Denise and I are over. All right, we're done with. Like, well, someone needs to tell her that. My guess is Denise wanted more and Jesse did not. And Jesse says she came here tonight because you two had a magical moment in the produce section. Yeah, if you took Jesse out of the equation, if he just wasn't there, it would have been fine. She's only distracted because he's there and he's part of her past, but she definitely wants him in her present life. She just will not let go of this. Yeah, and Danny says, ask you like, you think so? And Jesse says, yeah, you know, she brought you a bouquet of broccoli. I mean, who does that? Only two people that met in the produce section of a grocery store. That's who. And Jesse says, well, no one's ever brought me broccoli. Now, Danny, you get your fanny in there and you turn on that vegetable charm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Joey's loading the dishwasher as Zoe is handing him, you know, the plates and the cups and the whatever. Well, actually, no, Denise, not Denise, uh, yeah, um, Cheryl is drying the the champagne glasses they drank out of. And Jesse is like, hey, uh, Cheryl, you want me to help you? We'll dry those. And she just looks at Jesse and says, Denise is my best friend. Like, you think I'm going to date you? I don't think so. And Jesse just throws it. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was way out of line for asking. Excuse me. Talk about just an awkward, just... Yes, this definitely fits in the dating disaster category because this, oh my goodness. Danny, your water pressure's a little low. That should be my only problem. <laughs> it is. Hi. Hi. I'll be in the living room. Jess, is there any woman in this city you haven't dated? Danny, Denise and I are over, done with. She came here tonight because you two had a magical moment in the produce department. You really think so? Yes, of course, man. She brought you a bouquet of broccoli. No woman's ever brought me broccoli. And you get your fanny in there and you turn on that vegetable charm, all right? Get him, champ. Cheryl, can I uh, give you a hand with those glasses? Denise is my best friend. Sorry, I was way out of line for asking. 
So Danny and Denise are sitting on the couch with the coffee and the saucers and the coffee cups and everything like that. And says, listen, Denise, I know this must be kind of awkward with Jesse. I mean, it is for me. <laughs> so Denise does apologize. She says, look, Danny... I'm sorry. Okay, I, I apologize. I'm not being fair to you. I'm just going to put Jesse out of my mind. And she tells Danny, look, I came over here tonight because I thought you were sweet and charming. What do you mean thought? He is. And Danny is all smiles as he asks, well, now what do you think? And she says, I still think you're sweet and charming. And Danny says, that is so sweet. And charming of you to say that I'm sweet and charming. I'm <laughs> like, Danny, come on, let's move on from this. So Danny leans in to kiss Denise. And Denise does not look like she wants to be kissed. She doesn't want to kiss. At least not from Danny. Um, and when she starts to say, Danny, look. And then Danny ends up getting Denise's earring he like cuts his lip on her earring what type of earring is she wearing are they weapons again Denise apologizes and says Danny I'm, I'm so sorry I just I can't stop thinking about Jesse well then girl you're not ready to date yet if you are still thinking about your ex like that I mean he is clearly he has moved on and you need to and Danny apologizes himself. He's like, no, no, it's okay. It's my fault. I have very bad eye-to-lip coordination. So Danny excuses himself. He's like, all right, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go into the kitchen and clot my, yeah. Like, gosh, what type of earrings was she wearing? I mean, Danny was leaning in to kiss her. It's like, she was not giving you any signals, Danny, that she wanted to be kissed. Just because she called you sweet and charming does not mean that was motion to go ahead and kiss listen Denise I, I know this must be kind of awkward with Jesse and all it is for me Danny I am so sorry I'm not being fair to you I'm just gonna put Jesse out of my mind I came over here tonight because I thought you were sweet and charming now what do you think I still think you're sweet and charming that is so sweet <laughs> And charming of you to say that I'm sweet and charming. Danny, what? I, I, uh, I cut my lip on your earring. Danny, I'm so sorry. I just can't stop thinking about Jesse. No, it's okay. It, it's, uh, it's my fault. I have very bad eye-to-lip coordination. Um, <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I'm, I'm going to go into the uh, kitchen and clot. <laughs> so Danny comes in and Jesse or and Joey are in the kitchen. Joey asks, "Hey, how'd it go?" And Danny says, "I cut my lip kissing Denise." He doesn't say I cut my lip on her earring. Just I cut my lip kissing Denise. Denise, <laughs> that girl's a wild animal. <laughs> Jesse, who's standing in front of the open fridge door, says. That girl's a wild animal. Well, <laughs> the way she, like, practically jumped Jesse when she saw him come into the living room, 
Oh my gosh, yeah, I, that proves it. And whatever happened on that wild weekend in New Orleans, uh, yeah. Danny corrects and says, I missed her lips and kissed her earring. Danny confirms it like, Jess, she's still hung up on you. Like, she full-on admitted it to me. Like, she says she can't stop thinking about you. Like, you need to set her straight that it's over. I don't think she'll hear you. I think she's blocking out any any thoughts of, Jesse says it's over, then it's over. No, she's like, but he doesn't really mean it. That's probably what her thoughts are in her head. I don't know. This, uh, this girl, Denise, I don't know about her. And Jesse says, hey, Danny, I'm sorry, all right? And Joey says, hey, guys, if it may, Danny, if it makes you feel any better, I mean, my date hates my guts. Well, I think she'd hate anybody's guts because clearly Zoe just looks like she, like I said, she does not want to be there. She just acts like this is a major inconvenience. Like, I'd rather have just went out to dinner with Denise and Cheryl instead of being thrown into this blind date scenario. Can we really blame Zoe for hating Joey's guts? He did insult her name. And Jesse says to Danny, look, I promise you next time it's going to go smooth sailing, okay? Apparently damage is being done to the bathroom floor upstairs because there's a couple drips from the kitchen ceiling and then a full-on, like, torrential downpour just hits Danny. I'd be like, what in the what? That floor is being ruined, clearly. Oh my gosh. I'm surprised it hasn't seeped out into the hallway. Excuse me. Excuse me. How'd it go? I cut my lip kissing Denise. <laughs> that girl's a wild animal. I missed her lips and kissed her earring. Jess, she's still hung up on you. I'm sorry, Danny. If it makes you feel any better, my date hates my guts. <laughs> I promise you next time, it's gonna go smooth sailing, okay? <laughs> oh my god! It's not water. Okay, so the girls are finally, they're taking my advice. They are dumping it into the bathtub, which makes the most sense. The, every single towel, bath towel in the house now has been used because it's all they're all over the floor. And I'm just like, oh, that's going to be a load of towels. No, everyone's going to have to wait to take a bath or a shower because all the towels are, have been used up. But hey, at least they're putting it in the bathtub, which is what I thought. It took me a second, but I got there. I thought of it before they did. And Stephanie, yeah, they, they keep switching back and forth. You know, Stephanie with a large popcorn bowl and then DJ with the, you know, the waste, bathroom wastebasket. And I'm just thinking, I don't understand. They clearly took all the towels out of that were in that hamper I would have just taken the hamper and just used that to fill it up and dump that. You wouldn't have to be dumping into the bathtub nearly as much. 
And Stephanie Ashley, DJ, how long do we have to do this? My fingers look like little pink raisins. That water has got to be cold. Finally, the guys come in and they're like, whoa, what is going on in here? Jesse at least goes over and turns the water off underneath the sink. And DJ, of course, trying to be I mean, like responsible here, says, Dad, everything's under control. And Danny says, everything's under control? Everything's underwater. And DJ cheers when Jesse uh, turns the water off. She's like, yay, how'd you do that? And Jesse says, well, I just turned the water valve off, girls. Stephanie says, let's remember that for next time. Like, please don't let there be a next time. Joey pulls on the tie that has that large amount of bubble gum. She probably chewed more than one piece. And Joey says, you kids have been watching too much Double Bear. <laughs> oh my, the look of anger on Danny's face. I would not want to be in that bathroom. I would not want to be in the, those girls' position. And Stephanie says, don't look at me. She's the babysitter. And DJ says, Dad, I'm really sorry. She says, I accidentally dropped your wedding ring down the drain. I'd be like, what were you girls doing with my wedding ring? I mean, if, if I were Danny, I'd be like, why did you think that was okay to take that? Like, that's the only thing I have left that, of my connection to your mom other than you three girls. Danny says, hmm, my wedding ring. He's probably kicking himself now for taking it off. Like, he may as well have just kept it on. Because he had it on when he met Denise. And Danny kind of ushers the girls out of the bathroom. Or he's like, everybody out of the pool, let's go. And I like how Danny has DJ by the shoulders and he's steering her into her bedroom. As he says, excuse me, I need a moment alone with my daughter. And DJ's like, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> so, of course, DJ, uh, Stephanie makes herself scared. She's like, I think I'm going to tuck myself right into bed and get a full night's sleep. E yeah, you do that, Steph. <laughs> Ask Stephanie. <laughs> she says, I'm the good daughter. Well, huh, let me think. Would we not be in this predicament if you hadn't been wearing Danny's wedding ring? Yeah, I think so. Joey excuses himself to take care of baby Michelle. He says, I'll take care of Michelle. My guess is she's wet too. Cheryl is just glomming onto Joey. Just, oh, let me help you. I love babies. So Denise takes her ch shot at saying, hey, Jesse, can I talk to you for a minute? So he's like, yes, excuse us, Zoe, who is now... Um, Fixing the crooked pictures on the wall. Everything's under control. Everything's underwater. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you do that? Let's turn the water valve off, girls. Let's remember that for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
You kids have been watching too much Double Dare. Don't look at me. She's the babysitter. Dad, I'm really sorry. I accidentally dropped your wedding ring down the drain. My wedding ring? All right. Everybody out of the pool. Excuse me, I need a minute alone with my daughter. Uh, nice to meet you. I think I'm going to tuck myself right in the bed and get a full night's sleep. I'm the good daughter. I'll take care of Michelle. My guess is she's wet, too. Oh, I love to talk to you. I love babies. Jesse, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. Hey, excuse me. You know, hearing Michelle cry in that clip, it almost sounds like you're saying, I don't want my mommy. It does sound like one of the Olsen twins crying, probably for wanting, like, I don't want my mommy. I mean, she didn't say mommy, but it almost sounds like she kind of does. All right, so now we go into Jesse's room with Jesse and Denise. And ugh, this girl, this lady, it's driving me nuts, I swear. She says, you know, maybe this is all happening so that we could have a second chance. I'm like, I would have stomped that out right away. Like, Look, Denise, I don't know why you're still infatuated with me. We had a good run. It's over. You need to accept that. I've moved on. You clearly haven't, but you need to. This isn't going to happen. We are done. He should say, you know, I'm involved with someone. Her name is Becky. She's amazing. So... Yeah, you and me, mm-mm, mm-mm. And, and Jesse says, you know, Danny really likes you. She, it's just like, oh, Jesse. It's almost like she's like, can't you see we belong together? It's like, girl, you're obsessed. I'm concerned for Jesse's safety and your sanity, which has left the building. Oh my gosh, yes, her behavior, she's an obsessed woman. I mean, she named her dog after Jesse. Who does that? Obsessed people, that's who. People are so hung up on the past that they can't move on. She says, I can't believe you didn't feel anything tonight when you, when you saw me, when you saw me tonight. How long ago did these two date? A year? A year ago? Two years ago? Six months ago? Eight months ago? Oh my gosh. This is unhealthy. She is unhealthy. And Jesse says, look, the timing's all off between us. And Jesse keeps bringing, putting Danny into the mix. Like, you came here to be with Danny. That was why you showed up. And he says, and if it doesn't work out with you and Danny, that's okay. Jesse even says, you know, I don't want to be the reason that it doesn't work out with you and Danny. It's like, you're so hung up on me that you can't even give this amazing guy a chance. She says, I understand. It just wasn't meant to be. You, do you understand though? Do you? Because I, I don't think it's sinking in just yet. And then she says, but I just have one question. Oh boy. And Jesse says, oh yeah, what's that? And she asks, why are you living in a room with so many p little pink bunnies? First of all, this used to be his niece's room that he moved into. And she 
wanted the bunnies to stay on the walls because her mother made them especially for her. There's a whole history there, Denise, but you don't deserve to know it. Goodbye. I don't get this here. Jesse says, oh, it started off with two, and then he, like, raises his eyebrows. Like, uh, and she's like, oh, okay. You know, maybe all this is happening so that we could have a second chance. You know, Danny really likes you. <laughs> Jesse, I can't believe you didn't feel anything when you saw me standing there tonight. Look, timing's all off between us. And if it doesn't work out with you and Danny, that's okay, but I don't want to be the reason. I understand. It just wasn't meant to be. I don't think he does understand. But I just have one question. Oh, yeah, what's that? Why are you living in a room with so many little pink bunnies? <laughs> well, I started off with two, and then we... Um... So we do see John. We do see Dave Coulier, you know Joey entertaining Michelle. Well, and Cheryl was Im uh, imitate Im impressions of Kermit and Animal. And if you know, I do believe on the Muppet Babies show, he, I thought he did do the voice of Animal for a little bit, and the cartoon, the Muppet Babies cartoon from the 80s that we all know, and it's like, oh, and I like how Michelle is watching Cheryl, and Cheryl says, oh, how adorable, and Joey says, oh, did you hear that, Michelle? She thinks you're adorable, and Cheryl looks at Joey and says, I was talking about you. And Joey turns to Michelle and says, Did you hear that, Michelle? She thinks I'm adorable. And says, Pretty. And Joey turns to Cheryl and says, Yeah, yeah, she's very pretty. <laughs> it's like Michelle is her, is uh, Joey's hype, hype guy. <laughs> like, uh, it's like Michelle is Joey's wingman. Her, I guess in this case, wing girl. Um, look at animal, isn't Michelle cute? Oh, did that How adorable. Oh, did you hear that, Michelle? She thinks you're adorable. I was talking about you. Did you hear that, Michelle? She thinks I'm adorable. <laughs> yeah, she's very pretty. So, now we're in Danny's room, and, of course... DJ starts apologizing, you know, saying how she's probably detailing exactly what happened. She wasn't paying attention to Stephanie and Michelle like she should have been. And that, and I'd be like, well, how did the ring end up going down the What were you even doing by the sink with my wedding ring? But yeah, she just says, oh, I felt so bad about losing your ring. It's almost like... <clears throat> Of all the, you know, lectures she's probably been handed down, you know, Danny's handed down to her <laughs> over the course of the years, last year or so. She said, you know, I know, basically, like, I know what you're going to say. I should have come to you in the first place, but I panicked. And she says, and I learned a good lesson in responsibility. And the thing is, Danny isn't even really looking at her. He's taking his tie off and just... Pretty much like, hey, I'm just going to let her go and just, 
you know, talk. <laughs> and, yeah. And Danny says, well, okay, don't let it happen again. And even DJ does call Danny out, like, wait, wh wait a minute, that's it? You're not going to give me a lecture? You're not going to punish me? Yeah, Danny stands up to walk away, and she grabs his hand and says, wait a minute. Don't let it happen again? She says, that's the worst dad speech I've ever heard. And she pulls him back down beside her at the foot of his bed. And Danny apologizes. He's like, well, I'm sorry, Deej. I mean, not that you don't deserve a good dad speech. It's just like, yeah, his night has just been a rotten mess. And he says, you know, I just, I've had a horrible night. Denise and I didn't hit it off. I, I just, I like these talks between Danny and, and DJ. And even, like, with Danny and, or with, um, Jesse and DJs. Because they talk to her almost as if, like, they're... I mean, when she's not being, you know, punished, they're talking to her like a child. He's actually confiding in her. He says, you know, I guess I'm just not the dating type. And I'm like, no, Danny, it, that was on her. She was so hung up on Jesse, she couldn't see the amazing prize standing right in front, in front of her. And even DJ says, you know, that's not true. You're tall, you're smart, and you're handsome. And DJ says, Dad, you're a fox. And DJ said, and if some girl's too dumb to see that, then you don't want her anyway. And Danny says, thanks, Deej. That's the best daughter speech I've ever heard. DJ runs over and says, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So DJ excuses herself and says, uh, all right, well, good night, Dad. Oh, by the way, about the babysitting money, forget the tip. <laughs> You're not getting paid. <laughs> And Danny goes over to her and says, thank you. This means a lot to me. How did, how did you find it? Eventually, it had to come out of that drain. And it's probably somewhere in that towel mess. Yeah, she says, it, it was on the floor. Well, I figured as much. Uh, yeah, it turns out Zoe and Danny got something in common. She says, I just went in to clean up. You see, I can't stand a messy bathroom. And Danny is like, that is music to his ears. He's like, hmm. Really? Danny's just smiling, grinning ear to ear as he says, I love that in a woman. <laughs> I felt so bad about losing your ring. No, I should have come to you in the first place, but I panicked. I learned a good lesson in responsibility. Well, okay. Don't let it happen again. Wait a minute. Don't let it happen again. That's the worst dad speech I've ever heard. I'm sorry, Deej. Not that you don't deserve a good dad speech. I've just had a horrible night. Denise and I didn't hit it off. I guess I'm just not the dating type. That's not true. You're tall, you're smart, and you're handsome. Dad, you're a fox. <laughs> if some girl's too dumb to see that, then you don't want her anyway. Thanks, Deej. That's the best daughter speech I've ever heard. Found your ring. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, good night, Dad. Oh, by the way, about my babysitting money, forget the tip. <laughs> 
Thank you. This means a lot to me. How did you find it? Oh, it was on the floor. I just went in to clean up. You see, I can't stand a messy bathroom. Really? <laughs> I love that in a woman. All right, so now the ladies are departing as Danny hands Denise her coat. And she says, well, Danny, thanks for a nice evening. Well, she's like, you deserved it. I meant Denise didn't deserve it. I'm sorry. I'm so angry with her. And Danny says, you're very welcome. And then <laughs> I like how he like moves her earring and then he kisses her on the cheek. So Jesse and Cheryl, I guess, kiss on the cheek. And the same with Joey and Zoe. Zoe actually kissed Joey on the cheek. I thought she hated his guts. But the ladies are just being polite. And yeah, Danny goes over to Cheryl, shakes her hand, says, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. And Jesse tells Denise, says, Denise, I'm glad you and I finally got to say goodbye as friends. And Denise says, me too, Jesse, thank you. And, oh, of course, we get the adorable pairings of Joey and Cheryl. He says, I really enjoyed meeting you. And she says, same here. It was a, You were a lot of fun. And they kiss on the lips. And then they go in for a deeper kiss. I said, woo! <laughs> Joey says, after they break away from the kiss, you're a lot of fun, too. <laughs> so Danny, of course, gives Zoe some cleaning tips. Remember, always pre-soak your fine washables. And Zoe says, in tepid water. Audience loves Danny and Zoe kissing. <laughs> you really made a love connection there. It doesn't sound as good when Danny says, have mercy. Like, he breaks away from the kiss. He says, have mercy. And like, it doesn't sound right coming from Danny. And she, Zoe points at Danny and says, call me. We never see her again. We do see Cheryl two more times, though. Cheryl, letting go of Joey's hand, says, call me, too. Yeah, she says, Jesse, don't call me. And I'm like, he's not going to. He was never going to. He dropped you. Girl, stop with that. And Danny shakes his head like, and you guys were worried the blind dates wouldn't work out. And Joey says, hey, the night turned out great. I mean, the bathroom's still a mess. Danny says, hey, I'll handle it, boys. I'm feeling so good. I just might clean the whole house. That must have been some kiss with Zoe. Wow. Then he starts singing to all the girls I've loved loved before. And D Joey excuses himself, says, well, Jess, I gotta go catch that girl. Jesse starts fake crying. Like, oh, it didn't work out for him. Oh, well, he's got Becky. Here we go. Well, Danny, thanks for a nice evening. You're very welcome. <laughs> nice meeting you. It was nice to meet you, too. Bye-bye. Well, Denise, I'm glad you and I finally got to say goodbye as friends. Me too, Jesse. Thanks. I really enjoyed meeting you. Same here. You were a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun, too. <laughs> Remember, always pre-soak your fine washables. In tepid water. 
have mercy. Call me. Call me, too. Jesse, don't call me. Then you guys were worried the blind dates wouldn't work out. Hey, the night turned out great. Bathroom's still a mess. I'll handle it, boys. I'm feeling so good, I might just clean the whole house. To all the girls I've loved before. Well, Jess, I gotta go catch that girl. I don't think I did this at the beginning of the episode, which I usually do, who the episode was directed by, who it was written by, trivia goofs, you know, user reviews if there are any. So let's let's do that at the end here. All right, so Triple Date aired December 9th, 1988. Well, wait a no, because I remember. I read the long one. I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay, so this has got a 7.3 out of 10 based on 275 ratings. This episode was directed by Peter Baldwin, writer Jeff Franklin. Because I want to look at these ladies and see what else they've done other than Full House. Let's see. Okay, let's go trivia. Okay, in this episode, Danny claims that Pam gave him his wedding ring 13 years ago. In season one, Danny turned 30, which confirms that Danny was 17 when he married Pam. DJ is 12 in this season, which implies Danny was 18 when they had DJ. Well, he was in college. In that, in that one episode, he does mention that he had a newborn oh well not a newborn he had a little girl named dj <laughs> oh here we go here's a goof in this episode it's a continuity in this episode it is clearly visible that stephanie has her ears pierced yet in later in a later season stephanie begs danny to let her get her ears pierced because her friends have them plot holes ah ah oh yes yes okay remember i talked about this I did not know this was a goof, but dang it, good, yes, me and whoever put this up here, we got similar minds going here, okay, this is not the first time DJ babysits Stephanie Michelle, and just one of the guys, Danny leaves for at least an hour to play basketball with his nephew, Steve, and Jesse, and Joey, bing, bang, boom, I told you, didn't I tell you, I did, yeah, hello, Ay, ay, ay. Well, you know what? They can't be, you, you know, <laughs> you know, having to remember what happened in season one and season two. All right. So we got a user review. This is from Mitch RMP. Eight out of ten. Don't kiss the girl you came with. <laughs> I like that title. Okay. Danny comes home all excited after meeting a girl in the supermarket. She even has two friends she'll bring over for dinner and that uh, for dinner that evening when they have their date. But what happens when these girls arrive is pretty darn funny. First, Joey. Okay, they got this wrong. First, Jesse recognizes Denise. Actually, no, it's the other way around. Denise is the one that recognizes Jesse um, as a girl he used to go out with. 
Joey's date totally hates his light-haired attitude, light-hearted attitude. But Jesse's date totally digs Joey. Meanwhile, DJ is upstairs babysitting. She and Stephanie argue and DJ accidentally knocks Danny's wedding ring down the sink. They have an elaborate plan to get it out, which fails and sends everyone running up the stairs. The ending is classic Full House. Yes, um, Mitch RMP did get some things wrong. It is actually... Denise was the one that noticed Jesse. They have a history. They went out. And, um, yeah, Joey was just straight up insulting to Zoe. The woman he doesn't know anything about. So, yeah. Alright, so the next episode in the Dating Disasters series I'm doing for, fe for this month for February. We're going to jump to... Season 3, episode 14, Lost in the Dust. This is from January 26, 1990 is when this aired. In this episode, Danny dates a slob. And Stephanie's <laughs> dance teacher, who also played Becky's sister Connie in Baby Love and the Jesse and Becky get married, you know, the wedding episode. Oh, uh, Michelle hides everything. Okay. So, yeah, let's go back to season two with Triple Date. I wanted to look at those uh, ladies, especially the one that I said looks like Laura Dern. Let's see here. Uh, Jennifer McAllister. Uh, born in 64. Let's see. Has she been in anything that I would even... Last thing she did was in 1990. Uh, there's a TV movie afterwards, The Case of the Hillside Stranglers. Oh, she just played Girl at Bus Stop. Here's Boomer, a TV show. She was Marianne. Knott's Landing, an episode. Just, uh, just like an episode of, uh, you know, Chips. Um, two episodes. And I didn't even know. Oh! I didn't know Sybil was a TV miniseries. I thought that was an actual, like, movie movie. Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, so let's see about uh, Rebecca Bush. She played Denise. Let's see here. Um, oh, she was a... Uh, she played Florence Henderson in Growing Up Brady. I've seen that movie. That came out in 2000. I had no idea. I had no idea. Uh, say one episode of Any Day Knife now from 1999. Swimsuit the Frazier, Diagnosis Murder, In the Name of Love, A Texas Tragedy. Let's see, Empty Nest, Renegade. Okay, Herman's Head. She was in an episode of that. I remember that show. Murder She Wrote, Open House, 1990. Denise, okay. She was in Mr. Belvedere, an episode of Mr. Belvedere. Debut. What's this one about? <laughs> oh, I haven't covered that. Okay. Yeah, because I also do a Mr. Belvedere podcast. I uh, did that a couple of years ago. There's still a handful of episodes I could most likely cover. Um, yeah, just a lot of things. Frasier. Oh, she was on Star Search? She was an uh, actress, finalist. 
actress semi-finalist from in five episodes from 84 to 85. She was also in Simon and Simon and some, a movie of the magical world of Disney. Okay. Let's look at um, 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 uh, Cheryl. Diane Brody. Uh, just <laughs> Full House for three episodes and L.A. Law. She played Ghost Woman in 1988. So that was like before she was on Full House. Alright, so of course I wanted to I did not do the uh, Tanner Teachable moment yet. And I didn't do the uh, best outfit of the episode. Okay, worst hands down is going to Jesse's burgundy mock turtleneck. You know how I feel about mock turtlenecks and turtlenecks. I don't like them. I just I, I, no, no, I just don't like them. So best outfit Hmm, gosh, what would the best outfit be out of all of the, well, out of the three ladies, I mean, I'm not going to go red because you know that's my favorite color and I'm kind of, kind of biased that way. Um, so Denise was in red, Zoe was in teal, and Cheryl was in royal blue. So I'm going to go teal. Royal blue and then red. Yeah. I really like Cheryl's like triangular like sparkly earrings. Those are kind of cool. Uh, let's see. Um, out of the guys, I would go Joey for his colorful sweater. <laughs> he always wears those. Danny and then Jesse. But then, yeah. But Jesse also. Those are just the wardrobe, you know, rating high to low. Um... Best outfit. Oh my goodness. DJ with her shape sweater. There you go. Best outfit. That's the best I'm gonna do. Tanner teachable moment. If you are hung up on somebody, you're clearly not ready to date. So you need to be fair to the person you're dating. If you are not ready and if you can't put your focus on the person that you're on a date with, then you need to wait a while and get your priorities straight because that's not fair to the person that you're on a date with if all you're doing is talking about your ex or thinking about your ex constantly it's not fair to them so yeah all right i also i wanted to look up the lyrics that's right i wanted to look up the lyrics for to all the girls i've loved before to all the girls i've loved before lyrics there we go let's see <clears throat> okay yeah and like i said this is a duet between julio iglesias um enrique iglesias's father and willie nelson okay to all the girls i've loved before who've traveled in and out my door i'm glad they came along i dedicate this song to all the girls i've loved before to all the girls I once caressed, and may I say I've held the best. For helping me to grow, I owe a lot, I know, to all the girls I've loved before. The winds of change are always blowing, and every time I tried to stay, the winds of change continued blowing, and they just carried me away. To all the girls who've shared my life, who now are someone else's wives, I'm glad they came along. I dedicate this song to all the girls I've loved before. To all the girls who cared for me, who filled my nights with ecstasy, they live within my heart. I'll always be a part of all the girls I've loved before. 
The winds of change are always blowing. Every And every time I try to stay, the winds of change continue blowing and they just carry me away. So it's pretty much, uh, yeah, the chorus repeats itself. So, and then I also want to uh, read the lyrics to Teaching Me How to Love You by Blaine Larson. Oops, hold on. And then I'll talk about the connections after. Okay. Her name was Sarah Jean. It was a night like this in front of the Dairy Queen. She gave me my first kiss. I was just 10 years old, so I never knew. She was teaching me how to love you. After the high school dance in my old man's car, holding Carol Ann, I tried to go too far. When she said no, I didn't have a clue. She was teaching me how to love you. Every hand we hold, every bridge we burn, every story told was another lesson learned. A few years ago, I met Jill one night. Man, I loved her so, but I didn't treat her right. When she left me there with my heart broke in two, she was teaching me how to love you. And then again, the chorus, every hand we hold, every bridge we burn, every single story told is another lesson learned. So if I should glance in your rearview mirror at every failed romance that brought you here, honey, I can't be hurt by what I see. They were teaching you how to love me. So basically both songs really talk about past loves and how they helped shape that person into how they will love and take love from their current significant other. Like people, I mean, think about it from the time you're born until the time you pass away. Think of all the people that come in and out of your life, even for a fleeting moment. Well, there is old boyfriends, girlfriends, co-workers that come and go, jobs, old jobs and everything. You're in the grocery store, anyone you interact with, you're meeting all these people. But this song is, both of them are about the loved ones that you've had that you may not be in relationships with anymore, but you're learning from these people how to be, you know, the type of man or woman that is going to be there for their, whoever winds up being their, you know, future spouse one day. It's just like all these people, you know, teach you things and you and, and you learn and stuff and it's just all these experiences that you go through it's just they're teachable moments everyone that comes before the person that you end up being with for the rest of your life you know in a way that kind of what's the word I'm looking for here and it's almost like in a way, like with going with these other people and stuff, you kind of learn about what you value in a partner and what you take from these relationships is what you will look for in the future when you are looking for your forever person and, and everything like that. And also, you know, you are shaped by the people that you are with romantically.
So I, I just think I think that both songs are definitely a, a lot about how your romantic pursuits pursuits the wrong word um, romantic experiences you know with significant others and everything like that just um, how, how they shape you and it's not just your experience with that person but that person's experience with 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 you and everything I mean when we're young and we're in love for the first time or we think we're in love for the first time that really just those experiences help us grow as a person so in a way we know what we want and what we don't want out of a future relationship so yeah I mean I that, that's what I think that's what I get from those songs so they're both very very good Willie Nelson and um, Julio Iglesias did a very good job and Blaine Larson even with this the lyrics when you I mean there's all about the tune of the song and everything but when you know when as a kid you don't really pay as much attention to lyrics as you would as <clears throat> as you get older and you're listening to songs for different reasons and and everything like that and I don't know maybe, maybe I'm just rambling maybe I'm just rambling but um and that's the thing that songs can set the tone for so many things like you can say well, I remember that song that was playing the night this happened or I remember driving down the back road country roads jamming out to you know these songs and then you listen to them again as a, an adult but then they kind of hit a little different you still have those memories of the days that you listen to it, but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like oh wow I just and it's 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 fun like sometimes to get other people's interpretations about what songs are are about as well so but yeah all right so i hope you all enjoyed this episode and if you want to email the podcast you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com if you want to show support for the podcast and leave a review on itunes i would absolutely love that like I said, all five stars do help the podcast get up there in the ranks with other, you know, Full House and Fuller House fans. So definitely it gets it more noticed and everything like that. Easier to search for. So, all right. Everyone have a great weekend. And I hope that you have a great um, February. Well, I mean, I'll be back <laughs> You know, every week in February, but I just hope that, uh, you know, if you're involved with someone that you have a good Valentine's Day, that, it, you know, things go, go good. So, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.